Right on radio. Right on radio. Hey, welcome to Right On Radio. Yes, it's Tuesday, so which means you're going to get some intel today, but I'm not doing intel alone because I'm joined by, she is, the evictor of entities. That's a and good name. her name is Jessie Zaboder. <laughs> we haven't done the name thing for quite a while, but I like that one. Get out well, of here, it, Satan, and all you well you have been and with the anointing project that's exactly what we're doing exactly what we're doing yeah and it is having an effect around the world i can tell you that that is true but because it's intel tuesday it's not only that but it's a special intel tuesday because today is intel tuesday with tom <laughs> yay <laughs> that has such a good ring to it <laughs> yeah that's such alliteration <laughs> tom welcome back to right on radio it's been too long you're back by consumer demand i will tell you <laughs> wow that's great i'll take my label put it right there well fantastic and, and, and not only that but we love you tom <laughs> yeah it feels like family it's good but we were part of the consumer demand. We're like, we got to get him back on here. <laughs> yes, product. Yeah, it's good. So yeah, good to be back. So before we start, I just want to, you know, when you when you see miracles, I believe it's important to give God the credit. And I had such an amazing miracle happen yesterday. So my family and I, we went uh, camping, we went off grid, didn't look at my phone all weekend, you know, totally, uh, you know, unplugged. And we had beautiful weather. We had really, really nice time together. And yesterday morning, you know, we're going to start to pack up. Uh, the weather was so good all weekend, but it started to rain yesterday morning. And it rained for about three hours. So I'm outside having a coffee and I've got a tarp and stuff set up. So I'm under my tarp and, and I said, you know what, this sucks. You know, having to pack up in the rain, you know, my daughter's in a tent and I've got these big tarps and I don't like putting things away wet. So I said, Lord, first of all, I don't want to pack up in the rain, but also I don't want to like, cause our, our site was made up of, uh, it's like, sand and dirt mixed kind of more sandy but it was sand and dirt i said you know this could be a, a mud pool here hmm. i said you did the dry ground before <laughs> you know in the exodus can you give us dry ground literally it rained for about two to three hours and my campsite ground was dry hmm. like it never got wet mm -hmm. It, it, like everything else, like we, I had to dry, we had to dry off the tents, we had to dry off the tarps and everything else. The ground stayed dry. The road, just outside of my campground, soaking wet. So then when it comes to put everything away, the, the sun came out and everything was dry. We put it away back nice and clean. We drive home, unpack my trailer and stuff like that. I go to bring it to where I park it. I literally unhooked it you know, uh, pulled out of the parking lot, onto the road, thunderstorm, bang. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he even gave me dry unloading time. <laughs> wow. mm -hmm. That's a huge miracle. <laughs> Look, you know what? 
He did that just for my family. Mm-hmm. That's right. There, there's no other explanation. Mm-hmm. Like we were literally in awe that the ground was dry. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, it was still raining. And I told my wife, I said, look, I, I prayed for the ground to be dry and I believe in it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's raining as we speak. The ground isn't getting wet. Wow. That's cool. Huh. Just saying. That's cool. No, it's great. So your prayers can be effective. And uh, just a quick shout out to people in California and Southern California in particular. Uh, parents are getting together on the 18th. They're going to the schools. They're going against the anti-mask mandates, uh, against this critical racism that they're teaching. I don't call it like the, I don't like to call it theory because it's actually critical racism that they're teaching. And so, you know, lift up these people in prayer. And by the way, if you're a parent or a grandparent uh, and your kids are in school, you need to get active with those school bards and stuff like that too. Start on a small scale, join in masses and say, we're done with you. Mm-hmm. Get rid of them. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get on to some news. Tom, you had some stuff you wanted to share right off the top. Yeah, there's a, there's a whole lot of things happening uh, in our sphere right now, besides the... Um, layered thinking that we're doing uh, together. There is um, a documentary team that's going forward and they're, they're spot on stellar and they're really doing the research. And so I'll be doing a program tomorrow or another program the next day. And uh, it's going to be, again, launching this whole thing about the documentary, bringing the real story forward. And what we're hoping to do is make a big difference with the court system because right now with intellectual property the courts are part of the big business and we were told that during the process that it's just an extension extended arm of a what happens is basically a second ripoff so if you have intellectual property they can steal it a second time by providing their own attorneys making sure there's no due process making sure that you have no discovery while they get all your materials and then they'll claim you lost by paying for a summary judgment where everything's buried and simply stamped. And then what happens is the the people who perpetrate steal right away, announce projects right away without even writing anything down. And so it's a second theft, the illusion of justice. It's time for the- So so let me just clarify, part of that would be in the discovery process, you have to put forth all intellectual rights and then they can take it because it's kind of changed ownership a bit because now it goes to the court. Right. Well, what happens is they get all your notebooks, all your drafts, everything. While they're saying on tape, they have no working drafts. They have no notes, nothing after lying to the public. And so what happens is they're getting everything you have. The attorney that was supplied to us, who was Warner Brothers Connected to trick us with the honeypot wife, he is actually in our email saying, I want to give them everything they want and be done with this. What? While giving you a contract that's illegal, saying it's buried in the contract that if you terminate his services, then you have to pay everything. It's no longer contingency. You have to pay them every dime, everything owed as if they weren't contingency. And you have to, basically you'll be, you'll be saddled with everything you won't immediately where you won't be able to go forward while they're going through your evidence and whittling out anything they want. And so what happens is the other side gets everything from you. Then they set up a situation where they go, listen, we'll give you a settlement where you get $0 And after they've run you to the ground and you're not allowed to separate from them, 
and they don't even let you fire them. They say, we refuse to be fired. After they refuse to be fired, they call the other firm within half an hour and say, you may proceed for summary judgment without opposition. You've been fired. You can't make that call. So no opposition for summary judgment, nothing done, nothing entered. And at the same time, they're, they're telling any other attorneys, don't represent them, don't help them. You will not talk to the judge. But the thing is they, they have this whole system where they just blanket you dead while they're admitting that they have no materials that they're working together and they're getting all of yours. So basically through this process, you get all the notebooks and the thing they'll offer you is this. And actually they did it so badly, they didn't even offer it in the end. The attorney that was provided couldn't believe they didn't offer it because he was all set. This was part of the deal they were gonna do in the beginning, which was $0 to you as the author. If you give up your rights, you won't be saddled with court costs. So you're giving over your copyright rights to them for $0. And they're bragging on tape, we got this guy uh, in the court office who works for them saying, the records office, saying that, um, yeah, the attorneys were in their pocket. They're bragging about how much you're worth, uh, 500 million at that point, same case as Avatar, same people involved, and that you have no idea how much you're being S-C-R-E-W-E-D. So that's, we have that on tape. So the thing is that they totally set up a railroad job where unless you're part of the family of Hollywood, you will not win a copyright case. And but, this is what your documentary is gonna be about, Tom? We're gonna to center around the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Like where it all starts with um, uh, Pat's, you know, the religious right organization, how it all starts, where does it come from, the matchups, everything. But a lot of the meat of it's gonna be on the focus of how they threw this case, because that's their go-to talking point. You lost this case. Okay. And that's and, all you're- And where can our viewers see this, Tom? Um, you mean the um, documentary? Yeah. Well, the documentary is being worked on right now by- Oh, so you're, yeah, I thought, okay, I, I was under the yeah. impression it was gonna be shown in the next couple of days. No, okay. no, it's being, it's being developed. And what okay. happens is at the same time, you've got this other group going forward legal. So we're gonna hit them like bum and bum. The legal is based on fraud, conspiracy, everything where there was, if, I mean, you're talking about things if you know legal, stipulation orders where it says, where they're agreeing together and they're telling me, it has to have your signature, Tom, to go forward without your signature, this won't happen. But we need a stipulation order to organize discovery of evidence. So they're saying, you know, without showing me, they're saying uh, it'll be for attorney's eyes only, not for judge, jury, or client. Where do you have a case situation where the evidence isn't for judge, jury, or client? Only for the attorney since they have the attorney bought. And they're telling the public there's tons of evidence they have and the attorney provided saying tons of evidence they have, they don't have a single shred. They're admitting on tape, which we have, that says they have no evidence, no working drafts. How could the Matrix story be written without any working drafts? Mm -hmm. Now they're coming forward, guys, and admitting in Matrix 4 that they're making it up as they go along. There is no working drafts. They write the script after they're done. They're admitting it now. So we're going to take them to the cleaners. And, and by the way, we have a whole bunch of new listeners, and I maybe take it for granted, Tom, because you, you're one of the most frequent guests on the shows. Right. For, for our new listeners and new subscribers, by the way, please do hit the thumbs up button and stuff like that. Uh, but Tom has been on the show multiple times. Tom Althouse is the author of the screen, original screenplay called The Immortals, which was used to create the movie The Matrix. Tom right. is engulfed in a, in a court battle and... Uh, He's, you know, literally, you know, his life has been affected by this. They, they forced Tom to live inside of his story. Mm -hmm. Essentially, he's lost two of his children were murdered 
because of this. And, you know, Tom was on the run, but Tom is now fighting back and Tom is winning. And uh, I think, you know, part of it has been getting all this, uh, this evidence out. Jesse, what, what say you? Yeah, no, I think it's important to bring out, you know, the impact of their methodology, the way that they function, um, how, you know, cause it's not just happening to you. How many writers, how many screenplay writers, how many people with, you know, authentic material have they, they stolen? You know, not only have they stolen, they make you pay for it because you're paying for all the court costs and, and then you end up with absolutely nothing and they've got all your material plus all the money so it, it's almost by the time they're done, they've stolen, you know, money from you like three or four different ways. That's right. And you're so. going to see a change in this world where intellectual property and uh, a reset for this world is going to happen hand in hand. You'll hear them talk about intellectual property all the time now. And it's like they'll say like, you know, this intellectual property is, you know, like even that congressman we talked about who's an FBI operative. And now he's added counterintelligence and everything else to it. Wow. So that guy's also focusing on intellectual property. You destroy the families of the intellectual property you want. And this whole reset involves taking who they consider assets and right. taking them aside, the whole uh, Gates bill thing, where it's like, take people aside, pick them out that are your best, offer them this new world, and then get rid of the rest. And so they're taking intellectual property they want. It's almost like you're taking a time capsule or a ship and filling it with what you value most including people. And the deal is if you behave yourself, your family gets to join. All these different shows talk about family as the trading card, that if you do not do what you want, your family will suffer. Right. And what's interesting is we see this in, we've been watching um, Man in the High Castle on Prime. And in Man in the High Castle, you'll see 7-2 on the screen. 7-2 will always be up there like the clock here my birthday on the clock now, uh, Animatrix, 7-2 became the industry standard, July 2nd. So you'll see July 2nd all the time now, Man in the High Castle will be 7-2, then they'll show it in reverse. There's something about, you guys can tell me about the reverse situation. They'll take 7-2, reverse it. They'll take my name, reverse it, Animatrix. It says Tom Park, all falls <coughs> across the screen. They reverse it. The looking glass, the mirror, they keep doing that for some reason. And so in Man in the High Castle, they'll use uh, my um, grandfather's, great grandfather's name, Lemuel, on the list, only the Lemuel's left. While contacts of theirs is saying, Lemuel's watching over me. Lemuel's gonna help you make a difference. So it's just tongue in cheek smack and Easter eggs in all these films where they're doing this. 7-2 is showing up in Ratatouille. You know, so it's interesting that you see these Easter eggs right in front of your eyes and it's supposed to make like the public's dumb. The Azure poll, we talked about the Azure poll. Yeah. Well, I didn't know what the Azure poll was. I was guided, like Jeff had his miracle. I had mine too about the Azure poll. Break the Azure poll, I was told. I'm like, what's that? I'd never heard of that. So I looked it up. And that's why I was writing the Immortals. Mm -hmm. I looked it up and it showed this curved staff, circular staff with a down. And it was about a, a female feminine cult where something, a fertility cult or something, which also where the deity was female over all other deities. Right. Married to her. And so you see this curved staff show up in everything from Lego movie to you name it. Mm -hmm. The curved staff is all through Disney. They put it into their cartoons. And then you see just the pedophile ring. Yes. The top of that staff. That's uh, right. Representing the different pedophilia symbols. And yeah. Time Warner has the circular thing. Map okay. on Maui has the circular thing. So it's very interesting. And you look at these papers right here. 
this is so important. I want to just show it one more time. The immortal's title at the, this is from the copyright office, immortal's title with all these other subtitles, no body of work. This is when I was submitting just after Paradise Films, Dina Laurentiis, Laurentiis Productions. That's the guy that wined and dined the Wachowskis. Then when I show up in Hollywood in 1996, here's the immortal's title. All those extra titles, subtitles, there's where I'm out there. And now it's by the biggest investment firms claiming ownership and creation of the material, the immortals, creating slots at the copyright office where they can slip this script in by whichever studio has a take on it. So it's common. And for the Podbean audience, Tom is showing physical examples of the documentation. Right. right. So this has the train station scene, the little girl at the train station scene, liquid mirrors at the train station scene that you pass through like Neo did if you take the red pill. And then you've got the interesting things in here with all these layers, even the fake Oval Office. It's all there. It has the harvest in there. Think about the harvest. And the idea is, let's look at this. What is the harvest? In their terms, the harvest is taking your best and brightest for a reset of the world where you create a sustainable planet, where it's basically considered a paradise utopia, which is apparently what people have been searching for forever. A system of governance, which is easier, where you have a uh, limited population. And then you get that village aspect. But what happens is you take your brightest and your best, reset the world. And they call you useless eaters if you're not part of that world. So the thing is what we're advocating is my character does in the immortals, which is used in Matrix, my Neo is saying everybody has value. Everybody should be allowed in the program. And it's interesting they have the red pill, blue pill. In mine, you're offered the red pill and that's it. If you're selected by the elite, you're given the red pill, no choice, or your family dies, which they like to make a deal of. The blue pill is not an option. The blue pill is by the underground, the other elements, the underground that are, have a bootleg pill that allows you to function within the program. So it's not a red pill, blue pill, they simplified it. It's not an offer like that. Neo's offered the no. red pill or his family and his, he dies. You have to join the program if you're selected. And boy, is that the truth in real life. Well, yeah, yours actually is, is telling the story of what's really happening now and, and obviously the depopulation programs and mm -hmm. things like that. Look, they announced their plans, folks. Uh, they, want it, they want it down to, uh, to 500 million people. And mm -hmm. you're, you're right, Tom. Uh, mm -hmm. We're food to them. That, that's it. You know? That's right. That's right. And those of us that are, it's interesting because those of us that are like ourselves in this room, this room of warriors, it's like we have abilities. It's spotted at a young age. That's part of the program too. It's not ooey wooey. They see us through the education system yeah. is supposed to point out your brightest and your best. And so what happens is that puts your offspring in question too. Do they have that gene? Do they have that bloodline? This is very much part of it. I mean, I've been approached since I was young, like kindergarten, preschool. And they're approaching, seeing attributes, things like that. Talking about, you know, your lineage and things like that. Yeah, I'm from Swiss royalty. Yeah. And so what happens is they are, they are pinpointing you and then trying to steer you along a mentality that fits them. Given special classes, things like that with special teachers. Well, I want to point something out that's never been shown. I think it might be interesting to you. The uh, turning that was provided really was interested in the music that was submitted. Along with a screenplay was the mortal music, mortal transport. That music was supposed to give the audience a break between the two parts of the Matrix story, right? 
And so what happens is they pushed and pushed for that music. They're very upset about the music. We have to know where it is. I have emails from the attorney saying, where is it? I need to come buy your house. Well, they took those copies of the music, but I found originals. I'm holding up a tape of the original submission. On that is death to them because they. this is the song, Mortals Transport. Guess who that was given to? Yanni under the Warner Brothers label in 1996 or 93. So in that time, he put it on his album. And that exact music is there, which is copyright music is easier to face off. Also, you see George Michael praying for time submitted. Well, he was eliminated around Christmas. And they said what they say in all the movies, Black Sails, uh, they said it in um, Man in the High Castle. If you ever hear the words, his heart gave out, that's Hollywood's code for, no, he was eliminated. And George Michael, they said his heart gave out on Christmas. George Michael, He's the famous winning. pop star, of course, who had submitted music for Tom's film to be made. Yeah. But I, I want to get back just to, just to, for a moment because something else came to mind, Tom. Yeah, go ahead. You know, so much of your movie now, literally in this last couple of years, are, is, you know, people come, it's coming to public knowledge now. And you also, there's also a scene in there where they're basically harvesting people. Yes. Um, so we talk about the great harvest and, you know, bringing souls to the Lord, but they're harvesting people. And, and Jesse, uh, this is something you've seen. And now it's only, it's not common knowledge yet, but certainly our audience is familiar with it. Can you talk about that type of harvest? Yeah, so they, they do um, on several shows I did with Good Dog uh, Supply and Chain, we show video um, of the trains that they have where they're loading people up. Um, they've got people sitting there waiting, then they load them on a train, they take them to a huge warehouse or factory, and there they are harvested for everything. Um, you know, they use, if they can't sell the organs on the harvest market, you know, then it's ground up or dried or preserved mm -hmm. for different forms of witchcraft, uh, sold to the witchcraft paraphernalia stores. So everything is used. Yeah, and, and by the way, don't forget when we had Tina Griffin on, she knows someone who has seen these trains are built and they're in the US, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just waiting to put you on it. And that's why we need to pray, we need to stick together. We, we Listen, the people have the power. That's right. And, and Tom's script really has detailed out so much of this. That's why Tom's story is so important. And by the way, for again, for the, the new, new subscribers to this channel, they only used about 40% of his script. They really screwed the pooch on, on the movie. They left out a lot. I've got the entire screenplay and it's so much more brilliant than what was shown in this uh, Hollywood garbage they put out. Yeah, and you know, Ushby, I'll call him Ushby, former President Ushby. What he did was he took uh, the museum refurbishing uh, money and used it to refurbish internment camps. Well, that's a sore spot for you know Japanese Americans and German Americans, but he was refurbishing them under a museum funding, but he was putting brand new equipment into them. And so you had these brand new cameras, brand new gates, everything else, the red line, the yellow line with the train railroad with the warehouses to hold the people, that was being done. That yeah. was being done. Well, and Herbert Walker was the one who stood up at, at his, uh, his big first address and said, we got to welcome in the new world order. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so did, um, 
uh, Bushby's daddy. He said the same thing, connected to Prescott, who was financing the war, war II. What we did was we took the Nazis and um, we stopped the Nuremberg trial process. We stopped it. We called a halt to it. So we got maybe what top, so many top people, 20 or so dealt with. Then we took the upper to middle echelons, just absorbed them, paperclipped them right in, including the science projects. But the thing is they just took them in to be experts to take on uh, communism. Mm-hmm. We figured the best enemy of communism is fascism. We took them on, but we also funded them during the war. So we are, when I was at um, uh, Religious Right, you had guys that were from Hitler Youth, Nazi families that didn't even have their green card yet, that were handling me at that organization. Is it any wonder that it gets whispered through art, through the screenplay, that they wanted to cleanse so bad? So, and, and by yeah. the way, when you're talking about these Nazis and the, the doctors doing these brutal experiments and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, we have a, an amazing guest on Tuesday. Okay. Uh, definitely tune in Tuesday. But what you're going to find out is how these guys were all funneled in through Canada mm-hmm. uh-huh. mm-hmm. and down to the U.S. And uh, some of them remain in Canada, how it's, how it's infested through the church system. Mm-hmm. And how the legal rights of the church cannot be criminally prosecuted. Mm-hmm. It, it goes so much deeper than people think. And uh, it's going to be a real eye-opener. And all this stuff that Tom has been talking about, that is going to really come to clarity on Thursday. So make sure to tune Excellent. in on Thursday. Well, you just hit something. There's two things we need to do. Two things right off the bat that'll help turn the tables. Because what they've done is it's about control. As you know, power. You said about importance. Yeah, it is. Well, one thing we can do to change a lot of this is they're hitting us on every front to whisper to us that it's okay, let it go, they do some good. These are talking points they'll use, you know, where others that are outside the church, like Handmaiden's Tale, you watch the scene where the man is executed by the young ladies for being uh, some kind of a, a perpetrator. He's not. He's, he's somebody who's trying to stand up for the right, but is posed that way. Like you said, they accuse the opposite of what they are. One of the things we can do is take the tax exemption away from uh, political religious organizations, those that are using their religion as a front, like uh, the religious right, to fund things like Law and Justice Center. Mm-hmm. That's not religion. That's politics all the way. Christian right. coalition is not nothing about Christian. Christian coalition is all, because I was being groomed to be the face of that when I was there. That is not about um, doing religion or giving glory to God. That's about influencing minds and buttering hands of world leaders to do what we want. So quote, um, Robertson R at P. You can say Robertson. Robertson is in a second class citizen quote. He said he formed that organization so he would no longer be a second class citizen. And that organization, that Law and Justice Center put in place judges like Gary Klausner in California, first pick to give him decisions that or he calls conservative, but don't be fooled by that label. Mm-hmm. Pat Robertson decisions that suit him doesn't not based on evidence at all. It became a monkey show. It was no longer about truth. So take away tax exemption, they won't have the power. This and it's every right to take that away. The other thing we can do is look at the laws. Uh, laws and for intellectual property, whenever there's a big company involved, big studio, they do not get latches. They do not get the benefit of statute of limitations because they've learned a lesson. They've learned to destroy the families and the lives of those that were taken from. When we don't even know as writers what's going on. We don't even know they've taken our work yet, but they're destroying you. So you don't have the time to file. 
Then they have the audacity to say to you, you slept on your rights, you didn't file in time. Three years is not enough time when you're losing your sons being murdered and your family's being torn apart. Your jobs are being taken away by information meetings and fact-finding meetings where you're listed as a mass murderer and not to be taken and not a team player, not to be used in that organization. So suddenly your son's without a rice bowl. He's not having food for your family. You're, you're being left without work. And they're saying the latches is running on that writer. There needs to be no statute of limitations whatsoever, blanketly, for any time a major studio is involved in intellectual property ripoff, then watch everything change. Then well, Tom, change. Jesse and I have come up with two better solutions Go ahead. The first one is we got to get rid of the uh, law of the maritime law of the water. Yes. We got to go back to common law. That'll solve a lot of problems. And uh, never mind the tax exemptions. Let's get rid of taxes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, you know who educated me on maritime law, how that's the thing that works? The planted wife, the plenty pot wife, who went right back to Mike Lang of Disney on my birthday and left my son without a mom and said he shouldn't be born. Well, that was a job. And what was the last thing that happened to her? Her criminal record was expunged. She was an ex-con. And what did she say to me uh, on the phone, in front of Aiden on the phone, when I thought she'd get, he'd get to talk to his mom? He sa she said that it was just a connection. Just, she's always told throughout our marriage that she never slept with anybody. Then she, well, we saw men and going all, coming all, going all the time. Then she says on that conversation in front of my son, she says, well, we just had a connection, just had connections. I said, what do you mean connections? It was just sex, just sex, just connections. I said, well, how many connections do you have during our marriage? Does it matter? So that's the mentality of these planted people. Yeah. They really believe. And then what was she telling me? She was telling me that we can order, I don't mean to discolor your program here, but she said, we can order human steaks from India. How'd you like to try it, Tom? She told me that it's all about the laws of nature. That if, if I didn't see embrace the laws of nature where you're supposed to pray and feed upon the weak, apparently in this case, literally, then you're not going to be accepted by Hollywood. Are you serious? So she, when she was starting to like us, and Aiden pointed out she's starting to want to be with us, she was trying to get me to realize that I need to think a certain way and change my thinking, not be so compassionate, just like the guys from um, the Masons on Maui were telling me. Well, so what you said was so important, Tom, because I think what's being uncovered is that whole thing. And, and let's talk about the law of nature, because yeah, those words are very key. And do what thou wilt. Mm -hmm. Jesse, where does this all come from? Well, those are some of the things that Alistair Crawley taught. So the high level Luciferians who follow his teachings, um, you know, it comes from there. So even some of it, I would say, even comes before that. Um, you know, some of the old Canaanite, old occult teachings, you know, that that you are your own sovereign God. And that's really what that means. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what she's been saying, was saying too about that. And it translates right to, uh, right to Pat Robertson's organization too. I mean, any man that signs his letters and um, donation slips, everything as I am, M.G. Pat Robertson. I am. Right. That's God's name. That's not your name, buddy. You know, you can't sign your letter. We just I brought am. that out, Tom. I'm going to bring it, reiterate it for people. When I was at those conferences, um, that was something, you know, they kept saying, you know, who's a patriot? I'm a patriot. Who's a patriot? And the response was, I am. So that teaching, you know, the uh, declaring yourself as the I am that does come from the light side of the system, the higher levels that 
you are God. That's wild. You know, yeah. the last letter, last card I got from uh, the Planet Honeypot wife before she left with Mike Lang on the birthday, my birthday, July 2nd, again, 7-2. What she sent me was a card filled with, we are the I am. We are the I am. I love you so much. You're my soulmate. We are the I am. It was supposed to, I think, be a setup that then she would be pulled away and supposed to create despair. Despair is one of their big tools they try to work. And then they can justify this 302, which is a whole nother thing. I've been dragged off four to five times on 302 claims, which is pre-crime. They're accusing you that you're going to create mass murder. So they're going to take you away. And that's what's so fascinating about Spielberg. Look at these Easter eggs they're doing. They're admitting everything. Right? Guilty they have to by it. accusation. Yeah. yeah. And so Spielberg did that 2002 film, um, Minority Report. And in it, uh, it's about pre-crime. And then you got this screenshot we have now from the newspaper section on the train station or sub subway, where it says, Captain John Anderton. Well, in the Matrix, fans would know John Anderson. Well, John Anderson is representing my dad, John Althouse. Anderson is our clan name. Then they put Thomas A. Anderson, which the provided attorney pointed out without submitting his evidence. That's Thomas Althouse Anderson, Scottish clan name. Then they have July 22nd, which is then corrected later as July 2nd, July 22nd, as my birthday in the records of the time. And my high school, Central West High, which I'm holding up for you to see. I know it's not on the radio. There it is in the graphic. Now, the point is that Spielberg goes a step further. That's 1999. In 2002, Spielberg, after having his best friend Peter chewing me out on the phone, which I taped, where he's telling me, don't ever come to Hollywood, you'll be dead. That's Peter, Spielberg's best friend, who took my housemate and said, you'll have dinner with Spielberg and you'll be a lead in Sweet Charity if, he has sex, if she has sex with him. So that's sex ring right there. And yeah, we got you. So what happens is he puts in 2002 Minority Report, pre-crime, Captain John Anderton, played by Tom Cruise, my dad's name and rank in the military, Captain. Okay, mm. now you're getting way too in when it's supposed to be about covering up copyright law. Then he goes to say that he's gonna commit murder. Tom Cruise is gonna be put away in those pods, shut away for good, because he's gonna commit murder, obviously, because his son died. What's his son's name? S-H-A-U-N, Sean, my son's name. Then they come for me to put me away. And where did it happen? In Canada, too. In Canada. Thank you, Mr. Trudeau. And he made sure his best person was on it. This female equivalent of attorney general was switched to me. While cars were running me down. Mazda, gray, SV5. While that same vehicle showing up at the house of another copyright holder taking pictures. Mazda, gray, SV5. And the same thing that dropped out the government papers showing the new attorney general is going to be in there. On a Christmas Eve at 3 a.m., when do you deliver government papers at that time? Pulled up on our lawn in the snow, dragged up there, popped it in, ran back, ran back, a Mazda gray SV5. So what's happening is you I might as well say Mazda is a sponsor of the cabal. Hey, Jesse, have you ever put cookie cream on a windshield of a Mazda? <laughs> Not of a Mazda. <laughs> Isn't that funny, though? But it's yeah, like, no, yeah. I mean, you just can't make this stuff up. And I wonder, you know, how much time do they, uh, scripture says they sit in their beds and they plot and they plan and you're like, they really do. You know, you just can't make this stuff up. And, and it's all about being clever. That's what I was told. It's all about being clever. And then that recording I have from uh, contact saying, they're afraid of your power, Tom. I said, you know, why is my sister doing this? She's under threat and reward. You know, you have to understand threat and reward. How about that? Yeah. 
And then you've got this thing where it says it's all about the power. You have the power now. They're afraid of your power. Wow. Can you imagine that? The cabal's afraid of this dad's power? What power is that, Jeff? What do we have? It's, we have it's your power property. in Christ. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's, yeah. And our intellectual property with that, which was to give glory to God. Right? right. The whole thing in the end. And so they call it a Jesus uh, myth, Nazi Jesus myth. And they said when we pitched it that, you know, the architect is a historical figure. That'd be a Nazi. It fits the thousand years, you know, the whole program. It fits. Wouldn't he be the one working on it? Mm-hmm. Experimenting on people? It fits. What's wrong with that? So they just call him the architect. Right. But what's surfacing is everything now. The silver pen is big, a big thing. It's like the red pill, blue pill. I can't believe it's part of our terminology. When the red pill, blue pill, I said red pill because I was looking, I was looking for a working device to justify how you enter the program. And I thought it was stupid. And everybody talks about being red pill. <laughs> it was simply a quick thing. Like, I'll go to stick this. You created a phenomenon, yeah. Tom. <laughs> it wasn't meant to be clever, but everybody says it. It's like, I was red pill. It's like, what the hell was a stupid thing stuck in the film? <laughs> right? And you're like, I was just looking for an idea you know, like that would work. <laughs> world starved for intelligence. So we're going to teach them layered thinking, right, Jeff? That's right. But, you know, Tom, listen, artists never know which song is going to be the one that pops, right? And there, there's well, there your red It's well, literally me... gone worldwide. Well, I can't wait to play this one and give a tribute to George. And look at Alan Parsons on there. In the lap of the gods. Well, Alan so let's Parsons. debut him on this show, Tom. Let's do it. I can't wait to play this song. And it's what Yanni used. And what he did, the Warner Brothers put it, gave it right to Yanni right away. I think it's saying that right, Y-A-N-I. Yeah, yeah. So he gets to do this hit song, and at the end, he puts a harmonica on it. Why did you put a harmonica on my song? So you play my exact song, <laughs> you put a harmonica? That's like and an orchestra make it piece. Feel like, American, Tom. <laughs> no, it's like, it's like Mozart's Requiem or Handel's Messiah, and you stick a harmonica on the end. <laughs> so we sad. like harmonica to any of those harmonica players. I know, no, no offense, but does it fit? That's like playing, you know, John Philip Sousa and stick a kazoo. It doesn't work. <laughs> These guys are so dumb. That, they had to make it theirs, to... Tom. That, that's the way they made it theirs. <laughs> Unbelievable. Un- yeah, they had to stamp it. No, it's different, isn't it? Yeah, it's different, isn't it? It's I different. can't wait to have depositions with these guys. You know, I can't wait. You know, you know the whole thing with Andy being a girl now and Larry being a girl, Wachowskis? Well, I saw a clip where I, they were saying Andy's not involved in the project. Yeah, because we're coming forward. We're going to get these guys with their pants. We're going to catch them now. But the thing is that, you know, as I almost said, pants down would be gross. Anyway, so we're gonna catch him, right? And the thing is that, so Andy doesn't put his name on Matrix 4. I thought, well, that's smart. No, he's still part of Matrix 4. That's interesting. And so they showed a clip of him watching the clips. He's a dude. He's not a girl anymore. He's a dude. He, he changed did, back? Yes, it's, it's a visual of him being a guy, dude, 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 dude he's not wearing the wig. He's only so did, doing so that. Did his punishment end, Tom? Because you had brought, brought out that they, they had to do that. They were being punished. Right. That's right. So in their home, they're not doing that. You know? In fact, I have a good uh, friend of mine named Felina. She's really cool. She does art for the stars, red carpet. She came to me and said, yeah, Larry hit on me in the bathroom at a function. She's at all the star functions. Larry followed her in the girl's room and hit on her as a woman. No, he's, he's a dude. So the thing is that that's what's going on. But they're, they're good. They're racing Matrix 4 forward now 
because they want to cash in on it before we freeze their assets. They know we're coming. And that that um, congressman we told you about, yeah, like he writes his own article for Fox News. Now you said that's not uncommon, but he's spelling everything out that he was saying like he's not an operative right now. He's not. He's just a congressman. No, he's and, an FBI so, operative. And so people who have been you know long-term fans of this would know that he is – this congressman is connected to your sister. Your sister oh, has been you. opposition to you in that. But do you want to read some highlights from that op-ed? Because I think it's very telling. Yeah, like look at the look at the timing of this. June first. This is when we they know we're coming forward when the documentary deal is sealed. We're making the documentary. We're coming forward with our casework. Our our uh, guy who's going to be you know heading the team has sealed onto it. We've got the contracts, so we're going forward. And he's saying like, no way, we can lose this. You know, no way. And uh, he happened to be an attorney from the inside. So he's not Warner Brothers' attorney. He's somebody who was tossed out, trashed, and now says, you know, no, this is what's going on, Tom. This is what's going on. And this is what I witnessed from Go. They're done. But here's what the title is. Representative Brian Fitzpatrick, colon, China's Communist Party versus the world. We must fight back before it's too late. Now, this is the same guy who gave my sister trips to London, San Diego, Caribbean, all in the same year, and appearances on Jimmy Fallon's show, CNN, owned by Warner Brothers, Sandy Hook spokesperson, a lot of controversy on that, has uh, had this mansion house cleaner that comes and does everything from floorboards, you name it, was bragging about I get a whole new kitchen set, most expensive stove, uh, president of psych people in Pennsylvania, uh, most valuable psych person in Pennsylvania, basically. She's an unlicensed elementary school counselor. In 2016, Brian Fitzpatrick approached her and that's when she cut me off and started working against me, divide the family. So this article, uh, it's written by Brian Fitzpatrick himself for Fox News. So he's a congressman in which state was it again? It's uh, Pennsylvania, PA? My, mine. So he's a California FBI agent lifetime operative he slipped and let it be known and he's scrambling on that one saying it's not true it's not true yeah he slipped and said lifelong fbi operative the only one in congress so you have an fbi operative who's part of what is that the um uh, judicial system technically that pillar in the legislative pillar it's supposed yeah. to be three pillars of check and balance you're, you're under control of the doj yeah absolutely yeah, not supposed to happen yeah. right so here we go and incidentally trudeau announced in his papers on me that I was, that Aiden and I were attacking Canada. How are we attacking Canada? We're applying for citizenship. And then he said that um, the police and any law enforcement in um, America and any court cases are fair. Everyone gets a fair court case, even the poorest. And that there has never been an incident of wrongdoing by any law enforcement person. What is he doing? He's sucking up big time while yeah. attending parties coming down here to, you know, Washington state and bringing starlets with him, arguing that he brings starlets because the only way to work with the American diplomats is to bring starlets from Canada. Then we can get them to do what we want. Or seriously, buddy, you're a young dude bringing people down to party with. Come on, just say what it is. You know, you're not doing some clever diplomatic maneuver. And at the same time, you're giving away all Canada's oil. And you're letting us pay, you're paying the U.S. for processing fees. So we're refining it for you and selling it back to you. And what does he get out of that? And keep in mind that altered carbon done by Joel Silver, who took his name off it after the car ran Davey down and then got back on that project, altered carbon is being done through Canada. 
And as Trudeau's finance minister said, it's the biggest boon Canada ever had while he's being investigated for stuff. So it's really interesting that Trudeau has had his hand thick in the pie. Uh, I would call him, you know, very much a Hollywood playboy. Mm-hmm. And he's I'm following his dad's footsteps. I'm sorry to say that to Canada. Well, he identifies as a feminist. Oh, really? Does he? Okay. Well, we'll see him addressed later. That, but here's what happens. Yeah, while he <laughs> brings them to parties, you know. So oh, yeah, that was, he's opening up their American minds, right? Opening their minds. You can imagine yeah. what goes on. But here it says, here, right, the very first sentence is very important. As an FBI counterintelligence special agent, uh-huh, too bad. You just let it out of the bag. Now, why is he doing this, Jeff? Why is he saying that right at the top? Saul Alinsky's rules of radicals. You always accuse everyone else of exactly what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So he's saying that he is an FBI counterintelligence special agent he handles my sister every day, every day. She's bragging about getting the best rewards ever because after that last 302 attempt, what happened? I was saying that he's using taxpayer money for my sister, he didn't like that. So what happens is he gives her a special mention with a picture of her on the floor of Congress, basically saying she's a national treasure after a failed 302 attempt. That's one of those, it's okay, honey, it's okay. You didn't get your brother in jail or take him away where we can confiscate all his work as evidence, but, we're still gonna give you a good little pat in the hand, a nice little reward. She's drunk on these rewards. And by the way, yeah, she is. But the thing is that she's actually bragging about getting something bigger than that now. So yeah, anyway, as an FBI (laughs) counterintelligence special agent and federal prosecutor, every single crime that I ever solved was accomplished through one method more than any other, following the money. So what's interesting is that that's exactly what he did to us. He goes on to list how they work. And it's about take away the money, take away their popularity, take away their influence, reputation. Let's go further. Want a transparent view of the Chinese Chinese Communist Party, CCP? Whole of government soft influence campaign to take over the world? Follow the money, he repeats. Which by the way, just for Brian Fitzpatrick's uh, knowledge as a writer, you don't repeat phrases over and over. It's not considered good writing. You're supposed to edit that over. So don't keep repeating <laughs> phrases. It's just- Well, I'm gonna take a note of that myself. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> just so he knows. If you're gonna help steal property, uh, Mr. Brian, then you know, make sure you know how to write this stuff. A large chunk of the CCP's financing comes from intellectual property and trade secrets they steal from us literally on a daily basis. Yeah, Brian, that's calling the kettle black. He's yeah, involved their, in property theft. Their right? finances, a majority of their finances come through intellectual property. Ta-da! Thank you very much. Way to go, Jesse. Yeah, there it is. So he's involved in intellectual property theft, put in charge to handle my sister, who was the biggest fan quote to help us stop this and became the person that actually helped railroad it and cut family off. Follow the money. Yeah, follow his money to my sister. See what's going on? So he's no, speaking to his detail. That's a bigger admission too, though, because you know it, it's showing who has the intellectual property, Hollywood, the writers, people who are behind the scenes, who is the FBI stealing it from? It shows the FBI is working with Hollywood. You got it. Thank you, Jesse. Yeah. Thank you, guys. This is great because that's what's happening. The FBI is supposed to protect the writers. Instead, they found a way to profit off them. And if they were able to use that influence overseas, then they got a great tool, don't they? And what the hell is our government doing being involved with Hollywood? That's my question. The FBI should have no part uh, of Hollywood. It's entertainment. It's not government. It's not law. It's not 
It's you the know. propaganda machine, Jesse. <laughs> and and by the way, I'm going to just make a, a not a correction, just a, a, some additional ad info. The FBI is the cleanup crew for the clowns who are directly connected in Hollywood. That's right. And their main method, mode of apparatus, is 302s. That's the one thing you can do where there is no processing. It's Guantanamo Bay for U.S. citizens. You are hauled off in the middle of the night, literally, yeah. by, by people in SWAT team gear with mounted cameras, body armor, weapons, telling the neighbors, you don't want to see this. You want to get inside. So you're black marked in your own neighborhood forever. They come, they haul you off, and they take you and you're put by their own doctors. And get this, what doctor they put on a monitor in front of me in the processing? making me sit on ice basically for a long time and then put him forward when I'm exhausted. Dr. Zhang from China is a doctor that decided. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Zhang China. from China, Z-H-A-N-G. And what did he say? He comes on this monitor, he's on a monitor. My, my mom's there, my brother who's an attorney is on the phone, he's hearing all this. And it's like, he's saying, what medication are you taking? I'm like, that sounds Russian. But anyway, what right, medication? I'm like, I'm not taking medication. I don't have any. What medication are you on? I'm not on medication. What what medication currently are you taking? I'm not taking medication. Then he goes like this. He goes, okay, let me take a second. Comes back and I'm told, he says you should be committed for life. What the hell? <laughs> Jeff, if I came up to you and said, Jeff, what medication are you taking? Tom, I'm not taking, buddy, what's wrong with you, Tom? Are you delusional? What medication am I taking? I'm not taking medication. Jeff. What medication are you taking? I'm not, Tom, come on, get a grip. Let's talk about projects. What medication are you taking? <laughs> we just shut you away for life. And, and then the FBI adjusted the program. If, if you were on a medication, they maybe could have adjusted the programming, you know, but because <laughs> there wasn't the programming and you're not following along with the narrative, you know, he gave you three clues there that that's called, um, you know, we just call it like, they're telling you what the narrative is. So that's right. That's when right. you don't go along with the narrative, then there's a consequence. Well, you know, you so. something so strong there, Jesse, because what did my sister say when she called me in Canada after two years of absence and my son had just been murdered, right? right. Just been killed after I've been run down. We had had a conversation. Aiden's on the phone with Michonne saying like, you know, dad, let's finish this. We're proud of you. We're gonna, Aiden and I are gonna make the film. We believe in you. He's starting to remember things that happened to Robertson's organization. Next day he's killed. So my sister calls me out of the blue and I think it's for condolences. There's no condolences. And you hear a guy whispering in the background. She claims to be at her elementary school. And she's saying in front of elementary kids, she claims, Tom, you have to say you're angry, bipolar, and suicidal. Why is she saying it like that doctor? Right. What about, I haven't talked to you in two years. I'm so sorry for your loss. Why is she saying this? My biggest fan in the past is saying that. And then I'm like, who's the guy whispering in the background? That's students. Oh, wow, that's great. You're saying that in front of kids? And then she said, at the end, she's saying, if you don't say you're suicidal, bipolar, and, and angry, then we can't have a relationship. And I'm like, Julie, we haven't talked in two years. We don't have a relationship. Then she goes, if you don't, get this, Jeff, get this, Jesse. She says then, and, and I recorded this actually. She says, and she hates that I have it on tape. First, she said, you, you, I didn't say it. I'm like, I have it on tape. You can't do that. Well, you just admitted you did. So then she says, if you don't say you're bipolar, angry, and suicidal, then you're saying I don't matter. What the heck? <laughs> right. What the heck? Play the relationship game. Because, 
I mean, they did the exact same thing with me. Like, I mean, I was only, I was almost seven, but it was like, you know, they faked the death of my training partner. And it's like, I mean, this is how good the cleanup crew is. You know, they burn the house down. It's no longer there. And we were out there at two and three in the morning watching this house burn with people in it, supposedly. I mean, they make it so real. You you could hear them crying out. I saw my training partner. He was banging on the upstairs window. You smell the flesh burning, you know, everything. And then you get up at seven in the morning and it looks like the neighbor has an extended lawn. And you're like, what the hell? Like mm-hmm. that house right. has been there for three years. Where did it go? There's not even a sign of burn mark or anything. And you're like, okay, I can't explain this. Then I go to school, you know, and they play the crazy game further. You know, I, I burst out crying in tears because it's the first day I'm actually there, you know, and the teacher's like, what's wrong with you? And it's like, you know, so-and-so just died. And she's like, there's nobody here by that name. There's never been anybody here by that name. And you're like, what the heck? Like he exists. I saw him every day for almost, you know, three years or so. And you're like, I mean, and they continue to play that game and the whole neighborhood, like it was like the whole neighborhood, nobody would ever admit that house existed or those people were there. You go to church, nobody, you know, but then I'm in school and they decide, you know, this is what I need in my grief. Okay. So they decide to do a school play and you know, what was one of my traumas? They're trying to, you know, do this blood marriage ceremony with another child in me. They decide to do the farmer and the Dell and I have to be the wife and I'm like throwing this hat and ripping the dress off. And I'm like, no, I will not be the wife. And, and then I'm crying and falling. And they're like, you know, one of my relatives, they even had her come to help, you know, assist. And she's like, it's okay. You'll do great. You don't need to be scared. You don't need to have stage fright. And it's like, I don't have freaking stage fright. I don't want to be the wife. You know, it's like they, they put you through this endless narrative that it's like, this is what you're supposed to do. And, you know, you shouldn't have tried to tell anybody outside of the system, you know, that, that we're in the old cult and we eat babies and, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the consequence you lost your, you know, best friend because of this, but he never existed in any way, you know? <laughs> That's what they said about Aiden. They said that Aiden never existed. They started to say that he never existed, that he never made that video, you know, Father's Journey and everything else on Red Pill Rising.org. Yeah. And it's like, they're trying to say that. And then they erased all my records, even my social security number, everything was gone. That's why in the matrix, you have 1990, uh, July 22nd is my birthday. Cause they changed my birthday to July 22nd and then bragged about the change. All my records were erased. I'd reapply for everything. So they're erasing you as part of their game, right? But in the, in the um, Man in the High Castle, what they do is they have this idea that like your strength as a child was noted, right? And I would always be consistent, probably Jeff too. So it's like, yeah. we're all, we'd be consistent. So we stand out. And so they say in the Man in the High Castle, they're looking for people that in whatever timeline, they would always be the same and always have that compassion. Yeah. You know, and that's, the, that's what they never thought would exist. People who would be consistent, caring and compassionate. And that's what we're looking for to form a family and a team to see this through to the end. So yeah, those that have the guts and the courage to see it through. 
Yeah. Anyway, this has been great, guys. Well, I, I just I just have to comment because Jesse, you were talking about the things and you didn't want to be the wife and the farmer in the Dell. And Tom, you've been saying things. I am here to help you both solve your problems. And Tom, I'm going to extend a specific invitation to you to join Jesse on Celebrity Survivor Dating. Oh. No, I love it. Not, I love it. I'm there. Tom, you can be our first male me. contestant. No, no, no. We're not going to set you two up. We got to go. <laughs> so no, it's no, going to be I a Zoom it. day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no. I've got meetings scheduled with Claire already. We're working let's on play. it. Let's, let, well, I mean, whatever this is, it sounds funny. Sounds great. Okay. So, so we got a discussion with Claire and Madison, and Jeff came up with this idea that to do celebrity survivor dating. That's so funny. See, you know, we're the celebrity survivors, and to see like how we would manage a Zoom date. <laughs> this would be hilarious. I'm a performer. Put me on. I'm a performer. So, so the whole yeah. idea is, you know, we get a normal guy, a good guy. <laughs> and and we we're going to introduce him to this uh, you know best selling author as his date. And yeah. <laughs> so, what do you do for a living? Well, I was a mother of darkness. I saw my first decapitations at four and a half years old. Um, you know, I I want I, I've had adrenochrome. That's cool. Um, <laughs> this is funny. Okay, do it. And, and do our it. other one is an ex porn star. Yeah. who's That's been testifying funny. at mili military tribunals so now we have the author of the matrix so right, famous right. movie director producer fantastic let's do it i'm in i, I love I knew you would be tough i just can't wait love. till we get to the part where it's like well i have constant monitoring you know so your right. internet access is going to be limited depending on right what they want to give you each day and uh, you know you always have weird vehicles sitting in front of the house and so you know, the phones are tapped and monitored and you know, but it's okay yeah. you got buttercream frosting we can put on their window it's all good <laughs> but, you know i mean like claire's case they dropped coffins in the yard but that's all right you know <laughs> yeah like the, de the dead birds laid out in front of our uh door and then the other copyright holders door uh, 5,000 miles away, same thing, laid out at the same time. Anyway, yeah, we, right. we got cats all right, this acid, you know, in, uh, in yeah. front of our doorways, but that's all right, yeah. All right, we'll, is, we'll, be, yeah. we'll be tackling this further. So let's yeah. move on to some intel because well, Tom, you've gave, given the perfect segue to a number of items that I wanted to show. First of all, uh, the G7 is going on. And while the G7 is going on, DC has been like a ghost town. And Tom, you'll be thrilled to know that the FBI building right now appears to be completely vacant, boarded up, and concrete barriers around it. I heard they were Capitol is also closed. Good. The White House is also closed. What is going on? Other shows are speculating all kinds of stuff. I'm just saying they're closed. I think the FBI is going to be dismantled. You're going to watch it. They, they did too many things. Like the, we have all these emails of them saying from other parties given to us where people were being approached, turned by the FBI. And they're talking about me and <laughs> But anyway, I have to, I have to run and take my boy to soccer, but this has been great. This has actually been fantastic. I hope the timing's okay. No, no, that's perfect, Tom. We'll just continue on. I'll tell this quick story and uh, we'll get you, we'll catch you on the next time when Tom is.
the contestant on Celebrity Survivor Dating. Yes. <laughs> and layered yeah. thinking course coming up on Right On You really soon. We're working on it. We've actually done Watch some taping. Your assets, it, Tom. <laughs> I know, no. That's great. That was, that was classy. <laughs> I'll keep them shapely. All right, this is great. All right. <laughs> All right, guys, you're the best. See you, later. All right. See All you right. Tom. All right, bye. All right. All right, so all the FBI and yeah, so the all, all the kids, essentially DC is closed. The federal yeah. buildings are closed. It's not a federal holiday that I'm aware of. And usually, if they're just closed, they don't board up all the doors and windows. So that was and, interesting. And the concrete barriers around it. I've seen the right. I've seen the videos of it. Plus, they're doing the military exercises again that you shouldn't be alarmed about. It's just military pilots learning how to land helicopters on federal land because it's different than landing on an Air Force base, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. You just, I mean, since when have they ever had to practice that? You know, I thought they were already pretty skilled in that before they got to. That's how you get your license, right? Right, (laughs) You know, I mean, you would think. We know that there's operations and, you know, some of the groups are admitting that, that these are operations going on and one last hurrah, so. Yeah, and, and from what I understand too, and, and listen, this is speculation, but with these continued operations going on with the helicopters and all these vehicles going in and out, um, from what I'm hearing is just the, what's happened underneath the city is far more extensive than anyone would have, uh, you know, like this, think about the most protected area or one of the most protected areas in the United States, um, certainly Chan Mountain and things like that, or there's certainly no go zones, but DC, what a better place to put an adrenochrome factory. Yeah. Right? Underneath the temple of what they call DC on foreign soil. Right. So, Okay, speaking of foreign soil, so the G7 is going on right now, and I did not see this video, so I have not confirmed it. Look, I got home last night. I tried to catch up on as much news as possible, but there's been a few other reports of uh, the video of CGI Biden, uh, you know, inspecting this fake guard on artificial turf. Right. Like, so when does the palace have artificial turf? I didn't know you could do that. (laughs) So did they put it on a soccer field or something like that? And then put the CGI screens behind it? Yeah, I mean, they're trying to be clever, I think, but I think they're busted. We're watching a movie. And then, um, so I caught uh, Tucker Carlson last night. And he's been quoting Tom, red-pilling people like crazy lately. It's actually worth watching some of these shows. And, you know, he talks about them going up for their, uh, the G7 meeting, going up for their theater uh, where, you know, they s- social distance, you know, four feet, four feet apart now because now the science has changed, right? Right. Um, and, but the camera kept rolling. As soon as they're done their photo op, they're all hugging each other. And, you know, it's like, it's just like this this theater, the, the Rona theater, we should call it. But <laughs> I like that, the Rona, <laughs> Rona Seek theater. But there's some other stuff going on at this G7, Jesse, and, and 
somehow I think this is going to be really important to the story that is unfolding before Mm -hmm. us right now because the enemy's tools are being used against them right now. So I'm going to share the screen. And for those listening on Podbean, I'm going to uh, just describe what I'm showing here. But uh, there's some really interesting stuff going on. So let me just hit this. And photo number one is the G7 is being held on the axis of two important ley lines. Right. Michael's Mount. Can you talk about that, Jesse? What's the significance of these ley lines and this particular location that they're at right now? Yeah, the significance is that, um, you know, they believe that on those ley lines, they can access energy um, and summon demons or, you know, have further access to the spiritual realm. So, um, you know, they're there accessing what they believe is power for them. Um, so it's like supercharging their rituals yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and, do you and, actually and it's a strategic these... point, you know, that it's at a point. So they believe that, you know, that besides just the access point crossing that everywhere that that goes out, you know, whatever they're sending out then re- has a further reach because of the access point as well. And, and do you actually think that these leaders themselves would engage in rituals while attending a summit like this, Jesse? Oh, absolutely. I do. And, and, and so, by the way, I got to give uh, one of my star diggers, uh, Eve, credit. She's been sending me tons of stuff. I've only had a chance to go through some of it, but this actually was compiled by uh, this particular person. And uh, I want to thank amazing her. amazing job. Yeah, yeah she, she's been amazing. So the next thing is um, dead body found near cliffs near G7 summit with police investigating unexplained death. Right. And, and that's typical if there's a ritual, there will be a death. Um, you know, cliffs, if they're nearby, is a common way for them to sacrifice somebody. So. Yeah, because it's easy and, and there's no there's nothing really traceable back. If someone pushed you, there's no evidence, right? Yeah. But it's always important to have a sacrifice. So this is probably that. Yeah. So that that's, by the way, from the Daily Mirror. Uh, so it's a legitimate, uh, you know, news story. Now, th- this one was kind of cool, and it came from a tweet uh, that was forwarded. But it says, are the nine turds the nine birds? Just saying, they love their rituals. Birds of a feather stick together. And what it is, it's that photo op that I was talking about where the leaders all posed on these stairs. But then there's a picture of these people dressed in these black crow outfits. Looks like doing a ritual right there, Jesse. Yeah. And the crows, like crows are a symbol of, can be a symbol of death, like they would send a bunch of them to you in witchcraft if if you had a mark on you or they were going to um, put a hit on you. So it can be a sign that, you know, they're targeting and stuff. So there was more of this kind of builds, you know, where, um, you know, I believe that it was a ritual and they're sending something out, a hex or curse, because you, you've got the crows, but then we get to the next part where 
um, there's a group that um, is it's Extinction Rebellion. Um, this group, you know, has appeared during various things. They say that they're an activist group, but they're always appearing where there's high level high priests or people who are important in the occult. So, you know, the last time they appeared, they were at the bank at France, um, you know, doing their activist supposed stuff. But that was right during the time when Johnny Depp is just right down the road um, in a court case. And he's a major, you know, vampire high priest. So, you know, the, in the system, we've got individuals called the Sisters of Light. They're kind of like the I don't want to call them the secret assassins or, but, but they're the major spiritual warfare people in the system. And, you know, their specialties are, are mass, um, you know, things like they're not just going to be saying a little curse for one person. You know, these are the people who send out pestilence, they send out disease, they send out, um, you know, things with the weather um, you know, where they've, and they have been involved with activist groups. I won't say just this one, but, you know, they'll go into areas and then later that area will be hit with a hurricane or a fire just a day or two after they've been there. So these people, you know, destruction goes with them. So the things that we see with this group, you know, watch the way that they walk, um, the way their hands are held, um, the way that they are wearing their clothing is very significant. And, you know, I would say that it's very, you know, reminiscent of the Sisters of Light or, you know, the Deadly Sins, which are, you know, a select group of the Sisters of Light. And they go out to cause destruction and, you know, do that in mass amounts. So, you know, I believe that how do we combat that? We need to be prayed up and we need to be praying against, you know, whatever weapons are being sent our way. And, um, you know, I would just encourage people don't fall for the delusion that these are innocent actors or people, you know, with no intention, follow their movements, see who was in the area and what was going on for each of their shows. And, and that will show you know, that they are purposely being in areas when <clears throat> there are people of importance and significant things going on in those areas, so. And when you're saying that, are you loosely referring back to perhaps some conferences that are going around right now as well? Yeah, yeah, I do. So I was listening and there's a, a person who calls himself a patriot and I, I don't know his heart but I was listening to a little bit of his stuff because he's on a tour right now. And I'll tell you, it talks about this, uh, this Jesus consciousness, this, you know, all these buzzwords and, and maybe it's done out of ignorance, Jesse, uh, you know, um, I'm not accusing anyone of anything, but you know, the devil just needs to get you off slightly. Right. right? So you become the, I am. And, uh, and then the devil wins because you don't get your salvation. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, these conferences, I'm just curious about the timing and they're moving around. And, and listen, we're not saying they're bad folks, folks. Uh, we so don't know. Some of them are good folks. 
you know, some of them are Christians mixed in there, but I think, you know, mm. behind it all, you've got really the enemy at work trying to. Well, it's been infiltrated and there's. And destroy. Yeah. There's one particular person who I will put as nameless right now. Uh, will will come out boldly in the future uh, when there's more evidence. But there's one person who you know comes as a white hat and is not a white hat. Now, in fact, there's a whole group of them. So yeah. uh, we'll be revealing that right now. We're not into persecuting peoples. You know, we don't know their hearts specifically, but uh, we will reveal that as soon as we can. Uh, because we don't want people to be sucked in by it. Hey, you mentioned body language and that, Jesse. I want to share another photo here because it shows some body language. And when what was interesting as well, uh, so we're showing the picture of the leaders all doing this uh, this pose that I was talking about. So, uh, Jesse, can you talk a little bit about the the body stance or something that they that they have there? Does anything stand out to you? Yeah, so it would represent position and rank. Um, you have certain um, stances that are appropriate when you're all together in groups so people understand what positions individuals are in. Um, <clears throat> so in that, you know, those who, um, you know, we'll just say uh, Markle, she is probably one of the higher level individuals and you'll see kind of her hands are together, but she's pushing her fingertips together. Um, so that's a higher stance. Those who have a hand crossed over, um, the hand crossed over the arm is to show, um, you know, respect to people who are over you. Um, so those are gonna be lower members in, in the group. And then, you know, if their hands are by the side or, um you know fingers aren't touching then you know that those are probably like you know secondary members um second and third members so you know so what about boris see, johnson he's got he looks like he's in handcuffs yeah behind well no behind your back is a you know that's a power symbol um so you know he he'd be in a second position for that in all right and then so. then you have uh, Trudeau with his legs spread. Yeah, I think it's just his stance with that. He's just got a wider gait. I don't think there's anything particular with that. Okay. Then we've got the gentleman in the back kind of doing up his coat uh, for the photo op. Uh, Joey B just standing there with his hands crossed, I guess, over each other. Yeah. And, and then there's the... Uh, Two other people, because it's supposed to be G7, but there's nine people there. Yep. And then we they show the, why. the table meeting. They're in a circle. And so it's same people, but they're all in a circular table. And it's a council of nine, the her her hierarchical structure of the Grand Lodge operates in a circle. Yep. That's very so true. Th there's truth to that. And, yep. And if you think like when I brought out on the decode, um, you know, the decipher thing, um, we pointed out that there's nine positions, there's nine demonic principalities. Um, so each of those represent um, one of the nine principalities mm. that rule and have dominion. 
plus plus the number nine is like a satanic number because it's the inversion of the six, which is the number of the man, right? The six six yeah. six. Right. So there's some there's some freaky stuff going on over there, uh, folks. Um, I don't know how much of it is a movie. Uh, I don't know what's going on, but uh, certainly things are not normal. And Jesse, you were mentioning about the uh, the plant exploding. Uh, yep. In Missouri, in, was it? No, in Chicago. In or Chicago. In Illinois area. Um, it was uh, uh, Rockton, Illinois, which is about 20 miles, I think, outside of Rockford area. So we know that that's an occultic area. And so 20 mile radius, um, you know, it's pretty close. There's underground base there. Um, in those areas, and it, I think they're hitting outside the extended um, areas that head towards Rockford area, but and, it's and been I've heard confirmed again, there's I was operations away. there, so. I was away, so I haven't verified this, but I have also heard reports of, like, in Indiana, there's been, like, explosions and stuff, like, from the middle of a field where there should be nothing there. Right, so they they hit, um, they're calling it the Priest 9 um roadway line which is a tunnel that goes from chicago down through indianapolis and to other places so that area has active military operations right now uh rescuing children so um yeah well we pray that these kids are alive we pray they're alive you know and we pray that the perpetrators get caught that's right i think i, I think the mass arrests are starting like any day the mass public arrests i think a lot of arrests have already been done uh, i know there's a lot of shows that repeat there's all these people who've been executed in guantanamo bay and stuff yeah. like that and you're looking at clones look i i don't know i don't know i'm not going to report that but the more evidence that i see that we're watching a movie the more i'm starting to believe some of those things that have been reported out there yeah yeah so wow well listen jesse uh always fun to have tom yes i love that <laughs> it's hard to keep up with tom sometimes <laughs> he literally does think three or four tracks deep constantly right um, and he can teach you how to do it ladies and gentlemen that's right so his course will be coming out soon it's hard to lock down a schedule with tom he's in the midst of a lot of stuff but uh more stuff coming out and in, including his kingdom comes in power coming to right on you shortly it's about half done now jesse yeah so. looking forward to it uh by the way uh, i'm going to create a coupon for father's day for right on you so if you haven't signed up i'll create it for thursday we'll announce it thursday and uh it's going to be a deep deep saving so don't miss the opportunity because we're celebrating our father collectively That's right all right jesse final thoughts no this was great what a great show yeah it was it's always fun it's always fun in our togetherness and having tom with us as well intel tuesday right. with tom <laughs> kind of <laughs> like the uh, ring of it anyways you've been watching right on radio listen the links are below if you want to support the show go to jesse's patreon uh visit their website illuminate the and illuminate your mind uh, the anointing oil project, you can get contact, if you want the oil, you can contact through Illuminate the Darkness, 
earth.com. You can get actually, some of the oil and there's yeah, actually cover, cover the earth.us. Oh, you can contact yeah. through there now as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you could specifically go to cover the earth.us and fill up the contact form there and uh, ask for some oil and Jess would be glad to send it to you. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for watching right on radio. We'll see you on Thursday. Do not miss Thursday's show. I'm telling you, it's going to be a barn burner. The yes. intel that's going to come out is going to rock the world. So till then, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community by anointing it. And fighting along with your teachers in schools. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio.